0: Good morning, Gotham. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my co-host Deep in the Shadows, the Dark Shadows. What's What's going on, on, man? Close. What's up, man? How you doing? Um
1: well, you know, Batman's been out for a couple weeks and I just saw it. So, you know, that's about what's (laughs) going on.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, you, you just saw a few days ago and I had to
1: call you immediately and talk a little bit about it. We did. We basically did a podcast. That was a, that was a half hour phone call we had. Uh, should have probably just hit record on the iPhone.
0: (laughs) Well, the problem being legit close friends and then doing podcasting is we end up saying a lot of this shit again and again.
1: I know. And then it's going to be a lot of, um, Oh, oh yeah! I got, I got to say this again. I know I already told him, but I got to say it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. Um, if you are a listener who usually listens to the Dawn of X podcast, hello, this is also on your feed too. Hey this man, This is Good Morning Gotham? We didn't even hey. open with a weird joke that I only find personally funny. I'm yeah. getting right to the point.
1: Yeah, I I was I was sitting here all day waiting for a a fucking script of some. <laughs> Joke that I have no fucking clue what it means, but I'll read it like I do. Um, <laughs> never came, thank God. But yeah, welcome, uh, welcome to our X Men listeners. If you uh, like Batman, check us out on Good Morning Gotham.
0: Hell yeah! So today, of course, we are reviewing the Batman, the newest Batman film to come out, and also sprinkling through, we will be talking about uh, Scott Snyder's zero year run, which yes, is about two trades worth. Cause a lot of it does apply to this movie, a good chunk of it, yeah. yeah.
1: I would say, I would say that. So, so right uh, off the
0: bat, just your give me like a quick your initial thought when you walked out of the theater right away. Okay, well,
1: about the movie or about my theater experience? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get too much into that. But <laughs> I had a real oh. bad theater experience, listener. So, um, the fact like. Walking out of this movie, I was like, damn, I really like this movie way more than I was prepared to like this movie. <laughs> and if not for the audience I saw it with, I probably would have loved this movie. Like, I really, really want to see it again Yeah. without insane people on their phone, on speakerphone in the middle of the theater. But, um, yeah, I... Truly, truly, when the first trailers came out of this, and I started seeing it, I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. You, you know me with Batman. I, I'm hit or miss with Batman sometimes, and this one, I just, I thought, oh god, it's gonna be another gritty Batman, uh, another so fucking dark and moody Batman, which it is. It's very dark and moody. It is, yes. Uh, but it, but in the best fucking way possible. This is an amazing an amazing movie real quick you know how much i fucking hate long movies this (laughs) movie is three hours and i still loved it and i didn't the only time i left my seat was to move away from some motherfucker on their phone (laughs) like (laughs) that's it i didn't get up to go to the bathroom nothing i just sat there did i yeah it it was enthralled with this fucking movie what about you man what was your when you walked because you saw opening night
0: i saw opening night in imax When I got out of the theater, well, first of all, let me start this by saying I try my best to keep my expectations in check when I see any comic movie or any sci-fi movie that I'm, like, really excited to see. But this movie, like, since the first trailer and, like, the director, I was like, this is going to be really good. This has, there's no way this movie, at the very least, it has to be good, you know? So when I actually sat down and watched it, it was honestly one of the most gripping at least one of the most gripping comic movies I've ever seen But also it's hard to just go It's a comic movie because It's also kind of not Like yes it's Batman But like it's also if you took Batman out of this and put in Whatever detective You could mm. still do this story
1: And that's key This is and I think this is why I truly truly love this movie This is the first time In live action Correct me if I'm wrong but this is the first time in live action since 1966 <laughs> that Batman has been a detective
0: when it comes down to it. Yes. We've always got like hints like um, dark Knight recreating a bullet and recreating a crime scene or like, you know, trying to figure out who the bad guy is through his history, but an actual like truly breaking down a crime scene and taking it piece by piece and going over the evidence and figuring shit out. Yeah. This is the first time this is and.
1: in, and- that was that was just like, yes, that's what's missed. This this movie, and we'll and we'll as we break it down, we'll get more into it. But this movie, to me, the a little more than casual Batman fan, this movie is the spirit of Batman, more so than any live-action movie has been in a very long time. Because so the Dark Knight, I, I would say the Dark Knight. Almost was there, but the ending of the Dark Knight was not Batman. The when the he the way right? no. when he when he left and was like, "I'm gonna leave Gotham. I'm gonna take the fall for this, so that Harvey that that's not Batman. <laughs> Batman no, was I think like, that's Batman. I don't. I, I did not. I felt like that was not in in keeping with the characters, especially Batman or Jim Gordon. Frankly, all right. We, we can definitely debate that
0: sometime soon um so I kind of break down some of my favorite Batman films by a certain a certain idea of a beautiful tragedy so I love Batman Returns I feel like the way he loses Selina Kyle at the end and the way he feels at the end of the movie where he's not complete and the bad guy died and like he almost didn't save the day but did save the day but he's still now sad and alone Mm -hmm. and then he sees the cat at the end of the movie and looks at the sky and he's still Batman it's beautiful but it's sad but it's 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 still hopeful you know Dark Knight Returns that ending of taking the blame and having to do that make that sacrifice but still be the, the Gordon voiceover of like a silent guardian a dark knight like that's a beautiful tragedy and I feel like this movie also by the end of that movie you feel hopeful in this dark world you feel like this amazing sense of
1: like it's okay. Like, it's hard, but it's okay. You, and that's what yeah. elevates Batman movies for me. And I feel like this one more so than any other has that growth of both Batman and Bruce Wayne, where he starts off as just a gritty, every time I put on this, quite frankly, ridiculous outfit. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and, and go outside. I am doing this for my own personal revenge. I'm yeah. doing this to satisfy something in me. It's not for by, the people. It's not for Gotham. And by the end of this movie, he is doing everything for, he realizes he has to be better for Gotham. Yeah. And that to me is
0: Batman. A hundred percent. And I, I kind of looked at it in terms of comics, like Ben Affleck, is the perfect Justice League comic book Batman. That's what he'd be there for. If you read a bunch of DC comics all at the same time, you'll notice real fast that characters like Batman are different in almost every book. Yeah. Not just who's writing them, it's the situation. So, like Ben Affleck is a great main Justice League line Batman. And, and like- then I think Christian Bale is a great main Batman book Batman. And this is the Detective Comics Batman.
1: This is Detective Comics Batman. That is perfect. That is a That's perfect really how analogy. I view it. This is Detective Comics Batman. And like you said, the uh, like you were telling me before, it, it, it's stupid that it has to be that way, but you, it does because you can't put Batman <laughs> next to Superman. No, this Batman would be murdered by Superman in a blink of an eye. <laughs> like- I'm not sure this Batman would want to fight Superman though oh yeah he knows he would lose in two seconds yeah and i and but i think he would see superman less as a threat than the than the Zack snyder one that i think he would see Probably, him yeah. as like a true saving force you know what i mean i think he well, would i mean see like him just in terms mirror. of
0: just in terms of ability and how this world is like if you say oh, i wonder if christian bale batman could fight henry cavill superman no. you can make a debate and see it and the answer is no but like you can stop and think about it this one you wouldn't even think about it
1: no no <laughs> like- well this one this batman doesn't have uh lucius fox to make him any sweet no toys either so like he's got nothing so let's get
0: right into it let's we're do gonna it. try and break this movie down the best we can right from the get-go and i told you this before you saw the movie any movie that starts off with the logos with no music i'm like shit yeah this is like logan this is like any crime drama we're just seeing the dc logo the warner brothers logo the batman really plain right in front of you and then we cut right to and like a lot of people i thought oh we're watching the waynes get ready to go out okay here we go and you hear heavy breathing and then you cut to the mayor at the time the mayor's apartment and there's the Riddler standing creepily right behind him.
1: <laughs> yeah. It opens. Yeah. And a good twist. And I love, go ahead and I'm going to get this out of the way now. I love that we don't see the dropping fucking pearls. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. And for me, the mo- like that was a, a moment where I was like, oh, this is a different Batman movie. This is a serial killer Batman movie. <laughs> Oh, you um, mean
0: because uh the first thing we see is a murder, like, Yeah. brutally?
1: I was, I was like, Oh damn, this is getting grisly. Um, but then when they cut to Batman riding through the city and fucking my one of my favorite all-time Nirvana songs comes on. I'm like, Oh, oh, so this movie just wants me to like it. I see. I see. We're barely, we're gonna we're finally gonna make a Batman movie I fucking love. And now it's going to be three hours long. All right, whatever, fine.
0: We'll see what happens, yeah. Speaking of which, the music in this entire film is absolutely Gorgeous. phenomenal. Michael Giacchino yeah. has done an amazing job. The the main Batman theme that's actually, like, spliced into every theme song, because eventually it's leading back to Batman, Yeah. is so genius. Yeah. And, like, now that dun, 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 like, it's stuck in a lot of people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> like... And like the the use of it, like in the car chase scene, and like in actual fight scenes, like the bass gets heavier and heavier, Mm -hmm. and the drums get louder and louder. It's like this is a fucking perfect.
1: Like it's a good, it's a great. Like the the cinematography, the fucking music, another level. Everything like elevates the story. Yeah, to to a point where like without it, it would not be anywhere near as good well i told you after i watched the film that like i compare it to like
0: this is seven meets drive meets the crow oh yeah and that sounds fucking crazy what i just said (laughs) yeah but somehow works and it works it works especially seven and the crow
1: yeah it is definitely it definitely feels like Seven and the Crow got mashed together in the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> yeah, and again, that's not a bad thing in any sense. Two, no, fantastic two of movies. my favorite movies, and I—I I mean, I did rewatch Seven not too long ago, and it's not—it doesn't hold up quite as well, but like, it's still really good.
0: Well, like like any mystery, like you know, you know what's in the box now, so <laughs> you're <laughs> well, not touching your face. What's in the <laughs> box? And um, speaking of which, there were quite a few scenes in that first act. First, we have the murder scene where Edward or oh, not Edward Nigma, sorry, uh, where Riddler kills the the mayor of Gotham in this brutal like he just shouts and hits him in the head with that uh, with that carpet tool, which becomes yeah. important later. Yeah, and the way he does it in that moment, I'm like, well, shit, kids should not watch this movie for multiple reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, like this is a movie
1: that really pushes the border of yeah, yeah, it's PG thirteen. Like, are you sure? Are you I, I honestly what I don't think I thought it was R the entire time I was watching it movie. is in England, uh, yeah, England made it radar. Bunch of um, bunch of wusses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and having that opening scene and then seeing how Batman views a city, and I love that there was narration. I love, and even though it wasn't throughout the whole story, just the beginning and the end
1: that made it feel very um year one. Very, very year one in very um we can talk about it more later but very batman ego Mm. which by darwin cook like the the level of of narration is in like because it's an introspective narration it's not like it's not the riddler did this and what am i going to do about it It it's very like who am i in the world right now (laughs) you know what i mean like what what is my role here what am i doing how am i fitting into this. What is, what is my goal? What's my, what am I doing? Dressing like a fucking bat basically. Well, that's why I love in the opening because we see how
0: crime views him, which is every dark alley might have Batman. So
1: maybe I should second guess what I'm doing and not just crime though. Like, and this is the growth of the, of the, um of the character at in this movie, because yes, the criminals are petrified. They like, every time they, when that bat signals in the sky, it, they see it and then like yeah like every dark corner or dark alley they're like uh you know what never mind I'm gonna walk away but when he takes on when he when he does finally come out of the shadows and bite and fights the mutant gang or whatever the fuck they are in this one um it was a day of the dead thing because it was Halloween oh was it okay yeah, yeah that's right it was Halloween but they all look like the Joker um <laughs> and so when he beats the fuck out of them and the guy that they were about to to mug and beat up even he's scared of Batman. Even he's like Batman don't hurt me You know what I mean like everyone Is afraid of Batman Right now
0: because this is basically The real world so you have a guy In a fucking rubber costume Who's brutally beating the fuck Out of people like it's so smart Because talk about the fear the criminals Have and then we see him beat the Fuck out of a guy yeah like Brutally just continuously like not Stop yeah that
1: guy's dead by the way
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has some damage for sure he's Gonna be in the hospital for a while he has no teeth that guy
1: He's, is, if not dead, in a coma. He's <laughs> like, almost kind of a less crazy Rorschach, in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you not like that analogy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rorschach is problematic.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Rorschach is intentionally problematic, and people oh, sure. Dude, yeah. definitely worship him for the wrong reasons.
1: Oh. But I mean, like in, ten- in terms of like
0: intensity and like conviction. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Rorschach and like almost blind conviction to vengeance and doing this. But like, like we said before, there was no, he didn't have that moral compass of like, but what else am I doing? What the fuck else am I doing past this? Yeah. And then the next scene where he goes to the crime scene and like Gordon's letting him in and all these cops will look around like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And like, I kind of agree with them. Like, what are you doing? This guy here? Kind
1: of. Yeah. Like when the only clean cop in Gotham City is letting a, a psychopath in a bat costume into the crime scene and all the dirty cops are like, dude, what are you doing? Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Something's not right there. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that. And what I like most about those scenes, the scenes where Batman is with the cops is how fucking awkward he is. Yes. And but how, it's still like, intense. Is intense, but like visually awkward. Cause you really get to see, Oh, yeah, this guy is weird. He's just standing around in a bat costume. Yeah. (laughs) While all these, like, you know, people who are paid to do this job are trying to do this job. Um, But also, like, his awkwardness as a person. Like, he's just, like, very serious, very, like, can't communicate with anyone, (laughs) doesn't know what's happening.
0: Yeah, like, and especially but, it's the it's this is the crime scene of the mayor, so this is then, a big fucking deal. Yeah,
1: yeah, and fucking the uh police commissioner at the time comes in and is like, and talks uh, like this. What <laughs> are you doing here, man? Well, he was a yeah. little goofy. The police commissioner was a little bit well, a bit cartoony. <laughs> having recently reread Batman Year One, he's goofy in that too. Yeah, it's the same police commissioner. It's whatever. It is. Um, I can't remember his name now, but yeah. His, his speech is, is pretty weird in that, too. Uh, but.
0: So you have that. And then I really like how he acted between... like Everyone's going like, oh, he's just Batman the whole movie. Which, it's true. He is Batman the whole movie. But when he's not in the costume, he's not as confident. He skulks a little more. He kind of like hunches a little more. Yeah. Like It's the idea that they use in Daredevil and other Batman stuff where the mask is Bruce. He's only truly himself when he's Batman. That's why he's a little. He walks a little more straight. He's a little more confident. Yeah. Anytime you see him as Bruce Wayne, he's skulky. He's well, very. It, like... it
1: could be that the the he's he's hunched over because he takes such a fucking beating all the time that when he well, yeah we see that, that when he's not in that costume, that costume basically forces him to stay. It's basically a back brace. He's like, he's basically a D from, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> aluminum John. He, he's the aluminum man.
0: <laughs> um i i really like that he didn't give a fuck about being bruce wayne yes i think next movie is gonna be very different i think so too but this but yeah. movie you would go yeah that guy's batman the creepy dude who lives in a in a uh a fucking uh a gothic mansion and never yeah. leaves his house has yeah. to keep a diary so he keeps his nights straight which i really like that i, I really like that, that. yeah that. yeah And then you have this relationship with Alfred that actually isn't the relationship that we're used to. It's very similar. We'll we'll talk about near the end, but it's very similar to the relationship in Earth One, Batman, where he was a war veteran and he wasn't prepared to be a dad or even a guardian. And just like, I'll teach the kid to fight, I guess. He's angry, so I'll teach him how to fight.
1: I do like that. I do like that some of Bruce's earliest training comes from Alfred. I do like that, though.
0: Well, he doesn't, because he doesn't seem as refined as, let's say, a, a Christian Bale fighting style. Like, no, Christian he, Bale's Kung Fu. It's very, you know, precise. Like, in a physical fight, I don't think this Batman would could beat an Affleck or a Bale.
1: No, because this is year two Batman.
0: <laughs> that too. But, like, those guys were trained by, you know, whatever. Nin- well, and Bale's Russia. trained by ninjas, and Ben Affleck is the size of a house in those movies.
1: (laughs) And Ben Affleck has the shoulders of a barn.
0: Basically. So you have this guy who seems to be be trained by a really good military fighter, essentially. So when you have that dynamic, they don't have that bond until later in the movie. And I kind of like that. It's kind of subversive in that sense of like, there's no Bruce Wayne, really. There's no no. Bruce Wayne persona. No. And there's no father-son relationship yet between the two.
1: Which is a great way to put it. There is no Bruce Wayne persona because he is just Batman.
0: Yeah. Like when he goes, even when he goes to the funeral, it's only because he wants to see if the killer shows up.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's his, he's only going as Bruce Wayne because he can't go as Batman.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, let's talk about that funeral scene where literally my hands were gripping my seat. Because the bomb was around the DA's Let's neck,
1: get, let, we, we got. Should we build up to? Are we? Are we going plot by plot, or are we just talking about? Like, you oh, know we're just I mean? talking
0: like, about. I wanted to keep the conversation kind of tight in those groupings of Act One, Act Two, but like not beat by beat. Because okay, you know.
1: all right. So yes. So when the um, district attorney is, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So a district attorney has the bomb on his neck. Like I like felt my heart. And like he's answering all Batman's answering all the riddles for him. And at the same time, as the audience, we're trying to kind of piece together why this is important. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point in the movie, I thought it was a court of owls at this point because mm. he kept mentioning how it's a it's a group that like that scares me more than dying, they'll kill my family, and it's all about greed and these powerful men. First the mayor, now the DA. Yeah. And the idea that he's trying to save this man. And the bomb goes off in front of him. And, I'm, and this is like my only one of my few negatives in the
1: movie. He should have been like covered in blood on his mouth. It, it, the bomb. <laughs> yes, I, I was thinking about this honestly yesterday. Um, Batman probably should be dead. <laughs> he was yes. right next to that explosion.
0: Yes. And Indeed. then like later hit a bridge.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, like the, the, he should not have survived the explosion either. But. Yes, when Peter Sarsgaard gets his head blown off. That's his name, thank you. That was was a very intense scene. Peter Sarsgaard is is truly an amazing actor, but for personal reasons I won't go into right now, I kind of enjoyed seeing him get his head blown off. (laughs) All
0: right, fair enough. (laughs) I didn't even know he was in the movie. I was like, oh shit, this guy. I know, I was kind of surprised too. I'm like, what the fuck, Sarsgaard's in this shit? There's like three people in this movie. I was like, wait, that's Falcone?
1: (laughs) Yeah. John Turturro as fucking Carmine Falcone yes. is perfect. Just it's, so great. It's
0: shocking how good he is. And when we meet him at the funeral, he's talking to Bruce for a little bit and they reference when his dad saved him. I'm like, oh shit, they're doing Long Halloween.
1: Mm-hmm. They're doing yeah. that idea
0: of it. I'm like, man, they're blending the best bits of some of the best fucking stories without yeah. repeating things other movies have done.
1: 100%. I, I do. And like, we, uh, you know, we find out that um, Selina is, is uh, Falcone's daughter too, which is, you know, implied and then said blatant, blatantly in, in Long Halloween and whatnot too. So like, it, it's really good. It's really good beats. I want to go back a little bit to when Batman first
0: goes to the Iceberg Lounge and we meet some of the more crime characters. First of all, entering the building by meeting the twins. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be a thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like immediately. And also let's have a sliding, one of those sliding eye things. So we can avoid all this misunderstanding.
1: What, every other criminal organization and every other movie and every other CD club has a slidey, has a slidey thing in the door. So they don't have to just open the door completely yeah. and get their ass kicked. Now I get the idea is probably who would be dumb enough to try that in Gotham. Who would be dumb enough to go into Falcone slash Oswald's fucking club to cause trouble? Correct. So we have that first time,
0: or I guess the second time, seeing Batman fight, but fight in this weird club setting and just be a fucking badass and be amazing to watch. But again, like we were mentioning about the fighting style, it's not crisp and it's it's not unrealistic. Like, it's a mixture of brutal, but, but efficient. Yeah. And then we
1: meet somehow Colin Farrell's Penguin. That Colin Farrell deserves so much credit for this for one, he was fantastic. Yeah. Just his his portrayal of penguin was fucking fantastic, but he was truly unrecognizable. Yeah. Like I, I watched that entire movie and at no point. Was I like, oh, there he is. I could never see, I could never see Colin Farrell. No, it, it was weird.
0: And like, because I already knew it was him, like, if I didn't already know it was him, I would have never even thought that. No, I would have been kept wondering who's that actor? Who <laughs> like the who's that guy? Fu- who the fuck is the penguin? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, we actually went, over, went around one amazing piece of technology that he does have in this movie. When he sees a crime scene, he has contacts that record everything.
1: I fucking love it. Yeah, I love his technology in the this movie because it's it's both real and low tech, but also when it is high tech, it's still believable. Because yeah, he is, a, I can
0: totally see those
1: contacts being real. 100%. Yeah, he's a bajillionaire. Of course, he would have access to to weird ass surveillance contact lenses.
0: And I it, love how the movie. Kind of intentionally becomes small after that, where it's like there's like four times they have to sneak back into the iceberg lounge for different reasons. Oh yeah, but the, it never gets old. And because no. Batman enters in different ways, almost as different people every time. Yes,
1: it, I, I really love, like by the. I think it's by the like the last time the twins are like not this time, man. Like they're very like yeah. nervous when they <laughs> open the door because they had like swollen eyes already. And, like, and then he know? wasn't even there. Yeah, Because he like it sneaks is... in, you know? <laughs> so fucking great. It's so fucking good. But I, don't, th- I just realized this. I think the fighting is kind of like the Arkham games. I heard somebody and I'm, you know me, I don't, I'm not a big video gamer, but I, I had heard that somewhere along the the road that the fighting in this movie felt very similar to the Arkham games.
0: Yeah. Which is a good thing for sure. Yeah. Um, also we have Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman and fantastic. She's fantastic. She has so much charisma. The chemistry is very good. It's not like it's not Tim Burton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Milo Keaton level, but yeah. it's good and, and definitely better than Anne Hathaway and Bale, I'll say for sure. Yes,
1: yeah, as chemistry wise, yes,
0: yeah. And I, uh, I I feel the chemistry between them. I like the way she challenges him. I like. I forgot when it's in the movie it happens, but he says something about her friend, and immediately she says, "You must be rich," and yeah. I love that yeah i love the idea of like you talk that way because you're a rich white guy i can yeah. tell from that shit it comes yeah,
1: privilege. yeah. He, she made her choice it was when he was saying your friend made her choice she knew the risk blah 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 like like and then she's like you must be rich to think everyone has a choice you know what i mean yeah.
0: and it's so true and yeah. like wow that that showed how intelligent her character is from fucking one line yep I, I really like that.
1: She was great in this whole entire film. Zoe Kravitz. I I realized after this movie, and then over the weekend, I watched um the new Steven Soderbergh movie on um HBO Max, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. It it has Zoe Kravitz in that too, and I'm like, man, Zoe Kravitz is just a phenomenal fucking actress. She is, and so she wasn't
0: great. always because she was um she was Pixie in
1: First Class. Yes, I I, I remember that. Yep, and like she wasn't good in that. She was okay though. I mean, she wasn't bad. A little, a little, a little dull in the acting. I think she got much better since then. Which I would say, yeah, she was, yeah, but she definitely like any role she's in now is like she's almost like unrecogn like obviously not physically unrecognizable, but like there's no some actors whatever role they're in, it's like that's that actor you know what i mean like you can't you can't put robert downey jr in a movie anymore like he is just robert downey jr whatever role he's playing you know what you know what i'm saying like she is just so so able to like just bring a character to life that was so vastly different from anything else she's doing and i i just i fucking phenomenal she's a phenomenal actress best part of big little lies is zoe kravitz (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, her Catwoman, easily one of the best live-action Catwomen that, cat <laughs> that, that, that I, yeah, she's definitely in, like, the top three Cat Catwomen for me. And also, this
0: whole movie of following this mystery and, like, you know, any good viewer trying to figure out while you're watching it, of course, and, like, you just, you can't put the dots together yet from what you're getting, of course, and at a certain point in the film, after the explosion, when he's knocked out, I love that he wakes up police station. and They're trying to take off his fucking mask because, of course, they would. Yeah,
1: the fact that it took him that long to try to take it off is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, because they had to get him from from the funeral to the police station, unless the funeral was happening at the police station. <laughs> but like, that's a long way of him being like knocked out, like they and they put him on a table and then, like, like why didn't you try to take his mask off at any other point? Oh, speaking of, which, did you notice that? at the funeral, the guy who talks
0: to Bruce, not the cop, but the other guy, was the same guy he beat up at the end that said he's vengeance.
1: Oh, no, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, there's shit. a character no, who complains about
0: that. there's like a weird random character who complains about cops and something yeah. like that about the rich, yeah. and then he disappears, and I'm like, that was kind of random. That's yeah. the same dude he punched at the
1: end. Ah, okay. Yeah, I did think that was pretty random, but yeah, okay, I didn't. Because, because there were still 90 fucking minutes before those two things happened I completely forgot but yes (laughs) so I so when he wakes up in the police
0: station I love how especially I we talked about all the other actors let's
1: not go over Jeffrey Wright's performance Jeffrey Wright amazing amazing and uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz level of Jeffrey Wright is a phenomenal actor in everything he does Jeffrey Wright I heard somebody describe I forget what podcast I was listening to but somebody said Jeffrey Wright is even when he's in a bad movie he's good you yes. know what i mean like Very jeffrey true. wright does no fucking wrong he can be he can choose a wrong movie but he's still good <laughs> i first
0: first time, i've seen him in a bunch of stuff but the first oh, wow. time i truly yeah. noticed him huh yeah 100 yeah no i've seen a lot of stuff but the first time i truly noticed him was um boardwalk empire he's oh, fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. in that yeah. That's the first time I really started noticing him past like, hey, it's that guy, you know? Yeah. Now I want to know like, who is that guy? Like, he's mm-hmm. really fucking good. And then I realized I've seen him in a million things most of like the early 2000s and 90s, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but no, I love the relationship they had because it felt like partners. It didn't feel like he's doing all the work, gives Gordon information, Gordon goes from there. It's yeah. their partners. He told him when to calm down. He told him like, hey, just take a breath. You got this. Let's take it. Like, he, for some reason, really believes in him. Yeah. And it's almost like he knows almost every cop is crooked. So, you might as well trust this dude.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, you know what? My options are these fucking shitty ass cops or this psychopath. Yeah. And the psychopath at least seems like he wants to make a difference.
0: He helps. <laughs> like, he does something right. So when he tells all the cops to leave the room, and they have like that fake argument, I really yeah. like that. that I like one. that line where he's like, "Oh, that cop over there, like, what about him? Like, he's moonlighting as a cop, not as a criminal." Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, like
0: little lines like that. And then when he tells them, like, "All right, you need to go out the exit this way. You can punch me and then run away," mm-hmm. <laughs> like all that stuff. And then his uh, bat wings is just a base jumping suit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It was pretty where does good. it come it
0: was- from? I'm not totally sure but you know
1: again i don't remember if we said this on on this podcast now or not but like the tech in this movie is both real like believable and also like yeah it's a superhero movie you're gonna have to suspend your disbelief a little bit like yes that's a realistic outfit and a realistic piece of technology for base jumping but like you said where did he have that how did that just all of a sudden pop out i don't know whatever it's fine
0: I i don't know yeah um, but I love how unconfident he was when he was flying because you can tell he's like, I have not fucking tested this. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't and then, know like what you I'm said doing. a minute
1: ago, he slams like fucking Wiley e. Coyote style into a goddamn. Like a bridge, bridge. or a
0: bus or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, which, yeah. yeah it would
1: kill you. <laughs> he is basically wearing the Wiley e. Coyote outfit when he, like, he puts on that green outfit to fly after yeah. the roadrunner. <laughs> he's basically wearing that.
0: So then we get to. The second time he tries or the third time he tries to get into the club, which is as Bruce Wayne just walks right in. Yeah. The easiest way to do it is just to be yourself. And he wants to confront Falcone about his family based off the clues of Riddler's leaving. And we find out that the Wayne or particularly Thomas Wayne want to protect Martha and her reputation and told Falcone to take care of a particular journalist. He didn't say to kill him but also he should have been smarter to know that the mob boss might just kill him.
1: Yeah. Thomas Wayne. Alfred can claim all he wants that Thomas Wayne didn't intend for Falcone to kill this guy. He didn't want that to happen. You don't go (laughs) to the head of the fucking mafia and say, take care of this for me and not think that doesn't end with somebody sleeping with the fishes. Like, what the fuck? I love the idea that, like, no one's perfect. You
0: have to break this idea that your parents were perfect. I I do
1: like that. I mean, it's a big... No one's perfect is a real nice way to say Thomas Wayne had a journalist murdered.
0: (laughs) 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 And also another plot line from Earth One Batman is that Martha Wayne is also an Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole big thing about the Arkhams and the Wayne's fighting and feuding, and that Martha possibly has mental illness and possibly gave it to Bruce because you can very easily see that. Yeah, that like yeah, the kid who dresses up like a bat, maybe that knowing his mom was in a psych ward for a bit, kind of explains a handful
1: of things. Like, yeah, you know, it 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 you know, some dots are being connected here for sure. <laughs> so, so it's when a little bit th- more than
0: PTSD. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense so when he finds this out the riddler at this point we assume the riddler knows who batman is and he sends a letter to his house that's actually a bomb and alfred is the one opening it not bruce from one to ten how much do you think alfred was gonna die ten (laughs) i'd say at least an eight at least i was like
1: fuck is that why they haven't given him that much screen time because he's gonna fucking die (laughs) when yeah what yeah for two reasons, I thought, oh shit, it's it's over, it's over for Alfred. One, he just didn't seem like the normal Alfred anyway. Like so, that relationship wasn't there. Two, there was another housekeeper there, so like he doesn't need Alfred. He's already got another housekeeper <laughs> <laughs> to take care of his Tim Burton mansion. Yeah. Also, uh, this Gotham, gorgeous Gotham, like this Gotham, just is- terrible. Exactly, like this Gotham feels a lot like. Um, a Gotham you would see in Batman year one and also kind of like the animated series a little bit. Yes. It's the best Gotham since Batman returns. Yes. And in Batman returns, it was still a little over the top Gotham.
0: Yes. It's very Gothic twisty, but like at
1: least it was, it was its own
0: character. It wasn't Chicago. It wasn't New York.
1: This Gotham is a character. Which is when we were when we were reviewing the Dark Knight Rises or whatever the fuck that movie was called. um, That's our yeah. Gotham was just yeah. It's just a It's just a placeholder for anything really. This I
0: think was filmed in Liverpool, and then they CG'd like more tall buildings and stuff mm, like that. But that that gave it like its old school feel, you know. And then you have these giant buildings, so it's a city. So like that was really smart. And speaking of production, real quick, from what. I've heard, you know, online stuff like that. Apparently Reeves is the kind of director that makes you do it, the scene, over and over and over again till it's exactly how he wants it to be. And I don't always like that in directors, but you know what? Here's the results.
1: (laughs) I mean, the problem is, though, he's used to working with, you know, like CGI monkeys. So, like, you can do that with CGI monkeys. They're not going to complain. But you do that with real people.
0: (laughs) Well, allegedly Pattinson... Like they almost got into a fist fight because he's like hey do it again and he's like I'm wrapped in this heavy ass hot costume and now we're doing the same scene for like the 50th time and he's like yes do it <laughs> keep in mind they all had to stay looking the same during the whole pandemic era yeah so like they had to stay in shape or in Colin Farrell's case stay fat you know boohoo um,
1: <laughs> yeah Colin Farrell basically got to be like the rest of us
0: yeah basically <laughs> So when Alfred did die and they end up talking in the hospital, I love how Alfred goes like, I'm so happy to see you, my boy. And he's like, you lied to me. I
1: know <laughs> <Like> he-, <laughs> he, he opens his eyes and he, the first thing he gets to see is Bruce, which is the fact that that happened is crazy because, you know, he's constantly out being Batman. Yeah. But like, so he happens to be there when Alfred opens his eyes for the first time surviving what should have killed him. And the yeah. first words, uh, uh, the last time we saw him interacting with Alfred, he was frantically driving down the street, calling home, f- freaking out that something was going to happen to Alfred. And then when he does survive, the first thing he says to him is, you lied to me. What the fuck, yeah. Bruce?
0: <sighs> <laughs> um, and like we mentioned before, Alfred says, "Like, well, was not that clear cut? He didn't mean for it to go that far. And when oh, it shit. did, he was going to tell the police. And I again, like two different point of views of the situation. And they both think other people had the Waynes killed. Yes. So Falcone I- thinks Maroney did it. And then Alfred thinks Falcone did it.
1: Yes. and And I'm not. Yeah. So that's a mystery within the movie itself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, Which I'm okay with don't, I Don't have to answer it. Yeah. No. And or save Maroney do. for the next movie. I, I hope they never do. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a random act of violence. And, like, yeah. both Maroney and Falcone are just perfectly happy with everyone thinking that they had something to do with it, but yeah. not actually having something to do with it. And, like, she's like, yep, yep, I'll go ahead and take the credit for that. So people remain afraid of me, but. Man, that was that was just pure luck. That just well, like, that again, was just happens because one. we are in a shitty ass city. Yeah, again,
0: very Earth One because in that one, Thomas Wayne's trying to run for mayor, and that shit happens. And it's like, yeah. was it a plan or was it just Gotham being shitty? Because this is easily the shittiest Gotham we've seen. Like this is a place no one should want to live in. No, <laughs> like, God
1: Almighty, just oh my God, what a horrible fucking city. This is like. <laughs> worse than like any fucking this is like on par with any frank miller version of new york from 1980 yeah
0: um so then we get to one of the best parts of the movie which is the car chase Oh Uh, god! so remember i saw this in imax and the scene where they go see what penguin's doing they find catwoman's uh friend's body in the car which was kind of like oh shit yeah that's a oh like there's a dead body
1: (laughs) want to see a dead body
0: (laughs) (laughs) um and then we see them being shot at and ping is about to get away and you just hear the engine and my entire seat started shaking and then the guy next to me and his friend started like almost like revving up themselves like yeah here we go you can feel the audience like here's the fucking car chase here's the engine going
1: and then it just goes (laughs) that batmobile is one of my favorite live action batmobiles because it's just a A modified (laughs) it's a it's a modified hot rod that he made himself and it's perfect and keeping in character of Every criminal right now thinks of Batman as some like weird creature basically because they're terrified of him. When that car is sitting in the alley revving up freaking out all the criminals, I as a viewer because it's it's kind of a long rev up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not just like rev rev Batman drives out. It's rev, yeah. rev he's like he's filling the fear meter to get more points. Yeah. And like at some point, I start thinking to myself, and I'm sure all the criminals did too. Like, is that car alive?
0: (laughs) It's like it's glowing in the middle,
1: right? Like, there's like this weird, otherworldly, supernatural aspect to that car that is just perfect.
0: And then the actual scene itself was there. I assume so many practical shots in that car chase, especially the ending shot where Penguin's car like spins in the air. Oh my god and the angle they got the shot at like absolutely gorgeous it's only slightly undercut by the fact that it was not even penguin <laughs> after I, the wrong person I, I, so
1: two things here <laughs> going back to the supernatural aspect of it yes penguin flies in the air in this car lands on the hood of the car on the roof of the car Yeah, not a scratch to be found on the penguin um, I have to assume
0: and this is, this is purely assumption I have to assume that the ratings commission was like this movie is really fucking dark. We can't yeah. have you having people spew blood everywhere. Yeah, it's like the compromise is like okay, no one's bleeding. Yeah, because if you realize no one really gets gets bloody beaten until it's the ending scene where he beats up the Riddler guy.
1: Yeah, that's true. He is. Everyone yeah. else is
0: pretty much clean when it comes to blood, but really mature in every. It has to be like a ratings thing. I really believe that now.
1: Yeah, could be. So there is that that weird. Fact that like at not injured whatsoever in this car chase, but the other thing, like you said, it wasn't penguin. Literally everyone on that highway just died <laughs> for nothing. You mean the exploding trucks that Batman would run through <laughs> for nothing? These people just died.
0: Uh, so then we kind of get to the beginning of the third act of the film, which also is a point where some people thought the movie was going to end, and then it's like, no, 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 there's like thirty minutes left.
1: So <laughs> this movie just keeps going but it and and no way am i complaining about that no because you know what barring one scene
0: it feels like a complete film it's not setting up for every sequel it's not a million cameos of who's this who's that there's references that you can appreciate if you're a comic book fan but it's it's starving starving striving to be its own film Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate that it's not Focusing, it's not a a film made by committee. It's film with someone's singular view, and I I can always appreciate that.
1: And and as much as I've shit on every DC movie, Mm -hmm. one thing that Warner Brothers is letting happen with the DC movies is that director has a vision. Go go make that movie.
0: Yes, until they tell them not to halfway through.
1: (laughs) Until they tell them not to halfway through.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So. Then we get to the last time Batman tries to go to Falcone, where he actually just sneaks in. he He has enough like XP and he found the gate. <laughs> you have to pull really slowly so pretty he much did that pretty much he, right. he uh he hit a barrel he threw a battering at a barrel so the twins walked over slowly to that. truly
1: it's truly <laughs> like what was that splinter cell or whatever was that first game that ever did that you know what i'm talking about oh yeah splinter cell yeah right it was that was called that was like the first game that had that kind of me- mechanism where like you can't get caught and so they what metal gear solid and shit like that yeah
0: yeah, I always hated that in games too, because like they always gave you five bullets <laughs>
1: like yeah. with,
0: with like a, a sle- like a silencer gun. i you're like, what am I gonna do?
1: I hated it because like my like my even as a kid, like my anxiety level would be like I, I would literally just I can't do it. I would just run in and start shooting <laughs> Okay, because I'm dead the end.
0: I'm done. I can't
1: I can't do it. I can't do it.
0: So when he sneaks in, gets Falcone while Selena is about to kill him. Yeah, killing her friend because the moment she mentioned that her mother was strangled i'm like falcon did it oh yeah yeah we met three women in this movie that were strangled and they all knew falcon falcon yeah. did it yeah and i was a little confused at one point because i thought he knew that she was his daughter
1: i did too i yeah i i was under that impression as well but so I- he
0: was the, he was just hitting on her all those yeah. times yeah, which I thought it even weirder. <laughs> I
1: thought he was just being creepy with. I thought he was just having like a, a Trump relationship with his daughter.
0: Yeah, no, he didn't know. Which that's yeah. so that kind of was weird. But after that, Batman stops him, stops her from killing him, brings him out into the light, like one of the clues said. Yeah. And then the Riddler shoots him because he was the rat the whole time. That kind of ties this whole story together of people who sinned in the past that fucked up Gotham twenty years ago. That we're still feeling the effects now. Like, yeah, like Gotham is a shithole because technically Falcones really owned it this whole time. Yep. And the last people to try and save it were the Waynes, and they're dead. But also their money is what financed all the crime indirectly.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> even was trying
0: a- to help actually made things a lot worse. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Rich so, people have a way of doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then we find Riddler's hideout. Where was he hiding? Literally right across from the Iceberg Lounge.
1: <laughs> Just there the whole fucking time.
0: He was there The whole time. And because Falcone never really left his place, he needed Batman to bring him outside so he can kill him. Even though he was at the funeral.
1: Yeah. That was but, so, weird. For, so for what I the reason I'll I'll kind of go with that is because at this point the Riddler thinks he's working with Batman. Yes, he's he's having fully delusional. Yes, that he's having this partnership with Batman. So, like, it he needs Batman to fulfill his part of this partnership, which is you bring him out and I'll take him out. Yeah, and the Batman lives up to it,
0: he does. And in his actual lair, Batman sees every all the clues laid out, all the traps plant, almost like when you see Jigsaw's lair in the oh, song yeah. movies it was great. everything's really laid out explaining itself there and then sees that he's been getting all the support from basically twitch and like reddit and a yeah. 4chan all these things and he has like 500 followers and some of them gave him ideas about what mask to wear what kind of bomb to use and that's again where the movie got a little too real
1: <laughs> that movie got that movie was like oh this is a gritty real movie in the way of like oh it's a gritty superhero movie and then it became oh fuck so like this could be this could happen right now in this movie theater frankly
0: yeah, yeah that's actually wow that's true yeah that could happen right there yeah like it did in dark night rises yep. Like, so it's having that aspect but also there's a whole thing about the batman and he's like bruce assumes well fuck this is it he knows who i am yeah and he's gonna tell everyone and then he intentionally gets caught edward intentionally gets caught He has two different IDs, so we don't actually get his real name, his possible real name. Yeah. Um, He's caught. He's intentionally caught, goes straight to Arkham, and the Batman gets to interrogate him. And when he's interrogating Riddler, Batman looks over at the camera and sees that, like, fuck, everyone's going to know now that I'm Bruce Wayne. And then he says it again again. And then talks about Bruce as like a third person. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, shit. And at the same time as the audience, we're like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. This also. So, yes, his demeanor also like he goes from like kind of being meek and like. Like he with, is when he's Bruce. Yeah. He, he yeah. turns into Bruce when he thinks he knows he's Bruce. And then when he doesn't, like he literally does kind of stand up taller. It's and a great d- acting choice. Truly. But I will say I missed a lot of that dialogue because there was a person on the phone at that point right behind <laughs> me. And that's when I had to get up and move just so I could figure out what the fuck was happening with the Riddler.
0: <laughs> and I love the take that Paul Dano, Dino, Dano, I don't know. I uh, the, Dano. I like the take he had of like essentially a messed up individual. When he realizes Batman is not on his side, he makes that noise that oh like yeah. that like his moaning and something we've like if you ever dealt with mentally handicapped people when they get overwhelmed and can't handle situations they sometimes make a noise like that and this is a guy who mentally is not well and his base idea is to kind of i guess devolve into just yelling yeah he can't express
1: himself and, and you like see, everything makes more sense and he see and you see that throughout the movie like when he's making his little videos He's starting off by being, like, really controlled and, like, yeah, tell me. And then when he, like, gets too intense, <laughs> and he, like, starts yeah. to, like, yell too much and, like, just gets himself too worked up.
0: Yeah. And, like, he just like he told uh, Batman that scene, like, that's your real face. Just, like, mm-hmm. that mask is my real face. Like, that's yeah. when we're free to do what we want. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that in the end because he's the bad guy of the film. He's still a hypocrite because he tried to kill Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne didn't do anything in the grand scheme, but the Wayne's are already dead. So I might as well punish him. Yeah. 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 That's a hypocritical move. And the idea that he feels like, what does he know about being an orphan? I was an orphan. I um, was in an orphanage. Yeah. I, I was a
1: real die. orphan. You were just a spoiled little brat.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that because that also kind of makes Bruce look at himself. Like mm-hmm. I did have a mansion and a butler and everything I could ever have. Like yes, of course you lost your parents. It doesn't matter what life you live, you lose your parents, especially dying right in front of you. It's gonna fuck you up. But yeah. this guy, who your dad, indi- well, we don't know. I was gonna say we. I thought for a little bit that he might be Hush, that he was Thomas Tommy Elliot, oh, but yeah. he's probably not. Probably not. Um, but your parents' actions indirectly affected guys like him that put him in the system. Yeah, and it felt like. Or again a realistic take on the character because it's like one day he just had enough mm-hmm. that's like something happened that really just didn't
1: go what the fuck am i doing and, and you know what i uh, what i believe that moment was was batman i think this yes yeah true. i think this movie is setting up what will probably be explored in other movies if they if if they make more which i'm sure they will yeah. um it's at 600 million right now yeah right <laughs> so like the, the theory of and it, and it comes up all the time in, in comic books but like the theory that the arrival of batman brought the arrival of another level of insane villains to gotham and that... well,
0: that's the idea they had in um batman begins where he's like we wear a kevlar they wear they get armor piercing bullets you wear a costume like it's escalation
1: yeah and so like seeing that and and again it plays out at at the end of the movie like you were saying when he's having to fight the Riddler's followers and the one they finally unmask the one of them and ask him who the fuck he is and he says I'm vengeance the same way Batman said I'm vengeance at the beginning of the movie like that is that is basically what you did you made this you yeah. are the reason the Riddler's doing this. You are about to be the reason I guarantee you the Joker is gonna be the joker, you know, yeah. like w- your actions set this up. Who knows what the fuck that bat chase that blew up half of the fucking highway <laughs> Somebody <Influenced. laughs> you know what I mean? like somebody who's gonna like be heard from that. he got burned in it, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> two face comes out of that um.
0: Yeah, so you have that. And so we find out the Riddler's grand plan, much like what happens in uh, Scott Snyder's uh, Batman, is that he blows up the, the barrier walls and floods most of Gotham. Yeah. And yeah. it's when that moment happened, I'm like, this movie just changed. Like, this movie just got way more like mass murdery. And then, of course, I thought of the book, the comic, and I'm like, oh shit, they're doing the thing that happened in Zero Year.
1: Yeah, there they're it's a combination of zero year and like no man's land, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, next movie could easily be no man's land. Next movie, if next movie isn't, there are fiefdoms in Gotham that are run by (laughs) different criminals. What are we doing? Why are we even here? Well, when he finds out this
0: thing, he purposely wanted Batman to come to Arkham so he'd also be safe, and which is what comes into thinking we're a team and I'm yeah. keeping you safe. Yeah. So he goes, and I love the idea that the Riddler has a plan that the hero can't actually do anything about. Yeah, like when when the flood starts happening, I'm like, oh shit! You figure out the plan too late, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, and the I, flood's happened. And and uh, and I will say, I. So it, it does feel right. Like that's like, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. Like all of a sudden it went from like, I'm killing these people because I think they're corrupt in some way. And I'm trying to unmask the corruption of Gotham yeah. to I'm going to flood Gotham and kill everybody. And like, but that's basically- the hypocritical escalation that I love. And, and what I love about that too is the reason it feels jarring for us and the same reason none of the cops or Batman was anywhere near thinking that is because we were all underestimating the Riddler. We were yeah. all thinking he's just this. And it's not until you see, and again, talk about fucking real, right? Like it's another one of those things where it's like, Oh, yeah, sure, it's he's doing this, that, and the other, but he's not gonna blow up an entire school. And then what happened? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, the signs are there that you have yourself a fucking crazy person. Then when you see he basically is on 8chan with all these fuckheads yep. it's like, yeah, yeah, you all were underestimating him. And all the other fuckheads in Gotham right now. Like, so they, let's get to the
0: the grand finale where he goes to the stadium. The the new mayor has already been shot in the arm. Yep, and that's why I'm like, man, Batman, you better fucking get there.
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, you better get
0: there now. The floods happened, and the mayor has been shot already.
1: <laughs> they so th- yeah, the Riddler gang, for lack of a better term, right now, goes to the top of Gotham Square Garden. <laughs> and yeah. like literally which is literally what it was called I, because I was like really we couldn't do anything better than that Um, and they just start shooting indiscriminately like, down at yeah. a bunch of unarmed unprepared unsuspecting people which again the realest part of that fucking movie because yep. that happens every fucking day now sadly yeah and, and- Yeah. Good. Yeah. I was just it was just crazy. It was just like jarring. It it was jarring and like really unsettling. And also like I I do appreciate that Batman really wasn't able to stop it. No. In the grand scheme, the
0: Riddler in many ways won most of the battles. Yeah. He killed everyone he wanted to kill other than Bruce, and he still fled the city and still caused chaos and destruction.
1: Yep. And now the, city is, one. <laughs> now the city is basically under what it ends by them saying the city's under martial law. The yeah. National Guard isn't there yet. They're quote unquote on their way. Like again, no man's land. Also, all of this took place in seven days. Yes.
0: <laughs> Which uh, for a second, I was like, wait a minute. How long is it? Because he kept saying the dates and I was like, wait a mm-hmm. minute. Okay. Start on Halloween. Yes. Like because I think the last date was a little more ahead. And I was like, wait, How long has this been going on? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, So in that last scene, I loved his entrance so fucking much with the ceiling blowing up and him like kind of collapsing down with the explosion, the lights, Mm -hmm. and then just burning through all these guys with the smoke and then Catwoman helping. And then it's a mix. It's like the, the mixture of disbelief. This whole movie, he's taking machine gun rounds after machine gun rounds, literally walking through them. Yeah, and in the end scene he gets a shotgun straight to the chest and he's fucked up so it's like it's a mix like I get it I get the idea behind it you can say like a shotgun up close will fuck up almost anything
1: yeah no matter what kind of bulletproof vest thing you have going on there like just the pure force of it alone which almost
0: made him fall off the ledge and Catwoman saved him which I really liked I like that going back a lot I like that he only uses grapple hook like twice yeah and, also, and remember,
1: Catwoman's strong. She yes. pulled him up. <laughs> <laughs> like one arm. <laughs> with Like he, because it wasn't like he, because I watched very closely to be like, all right, how are they going to pull this off? And yeah. like, he doesn't really pull himself up at any point until he's already waist up on the fucking Yeah, because he's
0: thing. like half knocked out, basically. Yeah, so Catwoman and I, does I also... all the work. Exactly. I love all the kind of the low-tech material because he used the grapple hook like maybe twice. Yeah. But also and then it jams so, up
1: at one point, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Again, yeah. Earth one. Exactly. Um, yeah. and then also remember when he went to go stop Selena, he just like magneted his belt to the to like the base, the beam, and then just kind of scaled down the building. Oh, there was yeah. no like super cool way of getting down. He no. just had to like run down he just ziplined down basically basically yeah and it's like yeah this batman doesn't have some fancy way to get down Not yet. he's just gonna zip line. yeah like. and so when that moment where he's like really fucked up and like half knocked out and selena's getting beat up by the random riddler thug and then i'm assuming has some kind of form of venom
1: yeah and he has a little tiny little tiny pouch for it in his suit which i actually really like that detail He's he's got the little pouch for it. He also has the little spot on his suit to like just open up to his to his yeah. skin so he can inject it in there. And then just has
0: his Wolverine Berserker moment. Yeah. Now I do wish like they had like five dudes and he just beat the shit out of all of them. But I get the effectiveness of just letting out all your rage on one guy to the yeah. point where a Catwoman looks scared of him.
1: Yeah, they all do. I mean yeah. even- like the cops are like, what the yeah. you need to stop, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that's an interesting thread they can use in the next movie of like, is he addicted to this? How often mm-hmm. does he actually use this? Like, so that was really really cool. And like we mentioned before, like revealing who it is—this random guy who says, "I'm vengeance." And in that moment, you get those monologues again. Well, oh, actually, before we get the monologue, I love that he had to go in the water, save these people, literally guide them out of the darkness into the light with a yeah. flare. Which also that scene was only lit by the flare, which is. Beautiful. Yeah, it was a gorgeous
1: scene. Yeah, there was no
0: other lighting in that scene, just the flare. I'm like just this.
1: It 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 was heavy-handed metaphor, but yeah, just the everyone he moves the stuff blocking them in as they're about to drown to death in in the in the place. And no one wants to take his hand at first because they're still scared of him. He's still a creature. And it's the little boy who takes his hand first.
0: Yeah, I think the and same then, little boy who lost his dad in the exact, beginning. Exactly
1: the this the son of the mayor. Yeah. Um, and and it's then after that, like they start coming out and like they like it's that moment where he realizes I don't have to I can't just be somebody who punishes criminals. I also have to help people.
0: Yeah.
1: Like actively help people.
0: <laughs> so after that, we have him doing the monologue out in the open though, like one of the very few times it's not raining.
1: Yeah. Um, also, and I said this to you when you called the, the, after I saw the movie, the Riddler never had to blow up the seawalls. Gotham was going to flood because for, for seven fucking days, it rained straight. <laughs> like, it was going to flood anyway.
0: One way or another, it was going to be a flood. <laughs> um, yeah. At the very end, when you have people who don't want to let him go now.
1: Yeah. Cause they see him part. as a savior. I love that part.
0: Yeah. And like having that moment of like him realizing that's the moment I have to be more. And if that, I'm just vengeance, I'm that guy.
1: And to me that sets up perfectly bringing in a bat girl, bringing in a Nightwing, bringing in a huntress, because now he's giving hope. Yeah. So like now not only has he inspired criminals and we will get the Joker out of his vengeance. We got the Riddler out of his vengeance, but now out of the hopeful side, as gotham is basically just no man's land other people are going to be like it i want to be like that i want to save this city too and they will start being more like batman but in a good way and not in a i'm going to shoot everybody in a movie theater way
0: yeah well remember at the end of uh, zero year when all the young versions of the bat family looked in the sky and like we're feeling something when they saw the light, exactly. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, maybe there's hope to this guy. And I think this actually sets up really well. I want to see their version of Robin in this universe. I want to see like, what if that little boy that's been in this movie becomes Robin next Ooh, week? Oh, that'd be cool. And which is actually something I want to get to next episode. But um, completing this movie, the one there was like maybe. Two things I didn't love about the ending. And when I say I didn't love it, that's what I mean. Like, I loved so much of this movie, but yeah. the few things that aren't great and crisp and clean don't hurt it too much for me. Nah. So, one being the longest goodbye Jeez, between guys. Catwoman and Batman. Like, I got what they were going for. You could have shaved off like a minute.
1: What, like, more than that, frankly. But yeah, yeah talk like, yeah, the long goodbye release
0: really with this yeah. one. She says she's going to Bloodhaven and love it there might be an hbo series in itself apparently might be oh that'd be dope well penguin's getting his own series right
1: that's oh. official oh i did hear that somewhere yeah okay. he's
0: officially getting like a six
1: part about
0: i think they said it's going to be half in the past how he became the penguin and okay. half like what he's doing now okay um there's rumors of an arkham show arkham asylum show that's like half about gcpd half about the inmates kind of thing okay. so there's a lot of rumors but the guaranteed one right now is penguin
1: okay yeah
0: interesting um and they go their separate ways, literally. Um, we joked around before how she says Batman snuck up on her when she's yeah. at her mom's grave. And it's like, how? He got there with her motorcycle. Yeah, Turned like, around. I Meaning he got the motorcycle there and then turned the bike around. Yeah, it, uh, yeah.
1: She must have just really been emotional and just not paying attention to her
0: surroundings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that scene was way too long.
0: It was a little long, yeah. Um, and then at the very end of just the tacked on joker scene
1: yeah i didn't i didn't care for it honestly i didn't care for
0: that i I, i'm I'm giving it time because i want to see where it goes because the actor playing the joker um is a really good actor he's very very good who
1: was who is it i don't even know it's the did you see eternals not yet no
0: no um have you seen the killing of a sacred deer yes the the kid from that oh
1: okay okay
0: yeah yeah oh wow nice um and apparently they're going with the idea of like someone who has a permanent smile, like medically, like the actual medical condition. Oh, okay. Which is based off the guy they based the Joker off of, like the film.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But the scene just felt like very much like, hey, we're the studio. We let you do all this for three hours. You do one thing for us. You gotta give, give us a us- joker tease.
1: <laughs> you gotta put the joker in here.
0: Because honestly, this kind of movie. I know timeline-wise wouldn't work, but if this movie ended and you see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in a cell, it would totally fit.
1: Yeah, I guess. Just time-wise, it wouldn't fit. Yeah, whatever. I don't want Joaquin Phoenix.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever actually watch the movie?
1: No, I don't want to watch Joaquin Phoenix. I don't like Joaquin Phoenix, honestly. Really? As a person.
0: (laughs) Well, I think we have to watch the movie for the show eventually.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, fine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's really good and like it really would fit perfectly like, even though that movie takes place i believe in the early 80s so the timeline doesn't work i think but, so, like yeah. if it was tighter like that they could easily blend the two together but i'm not yeah. complaining because i wanted to have his own view of what the joker is but also yeah. this scene of like this crazy guy talking about a riddle about friendship and... yeah now thankfully they already said like matt reeve said there's just a tease but like the joker is not the main villain of the next movie
1: okay he said, this is
0: just like how you build the universe around it. But like, yeah. he has not officially decided who the main villain is next. One. Okay. Rowan Pattinson said he wants it to be Court of Owls. Mm. And Matt Reeves, I know, said he has an idea for a realistic take on Mr. Freeze, which would be very interesting.
1: That would be very interesting. Yeah.
0: Like if a movie, a real movie version of Heart of Ice and stuff like that yeah. would be amazing.
1: That would be for this director. That would be phenomenal.
0: So, yeah, I give uh, the Batman five Batarangs.
1: I give it I give it five Batarangs as well, man. I, I, I really was not expecting to love this movie, and I love this movie, and I cannot wait to see it again.
0: I was expecting to love it, and I did love it, and then I gave myself a few days to like maybe it's like, you know, kind of the excitement bias, and then you watch yeah. it again and go, it's not that good. I kept the same level of loving it the entire week after, you know, yeah. and I'm still I, thinking about it and picking new yeah, things. Yeah. I mean, I
1: waited to see it. I didn't have that excitement level going in and I walked out thinking, I truly want to see this movie again already.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll spit this at you right now. Live. Don't
1: spit it, spit it at me, man.
0: Next episode, we can okay. talk about books that this has influenced that influenced this movie. Okay. We can t- actually talk about the Snyder books. That we didn't talk about it all.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll talk about okay. Zero Year. We can talk Zero about year. Batman Year One.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I'll Ego. read Ego.
0: You yeah. read Earth One.
1: And I'll read Earth One. All right. Well, you, I, you got the easier one because Ego is a very short story.
0: Whatever. It's a good book. <laughs> yeah. And we can talk about theories and hopes for sequels. Okay, I love it. So that's what we're gonna do next episode.
1: <laughs> all right, whenever that is.
0: Whenever that is. That's it for. Anything else you want to tell the lovely people in Gotham? <sighs> buy, a fla- buy a flashlight.
1: You know, buy a flashlight. Keep your head up. You know, I know things are bad right now in Gotham. I know it's uh, bad weather. <laughs> bat, you, know, it, you know, here's what I want to say to you in Gotham. It can't rain all the time. <laughs> on that note, Europeans. where can they
0: find you online?
1: <laughs> Go on Twitter. I'm at XBrarian. It's librarian with an X. What about you, man? Where can they find you?
0: You can find me at madman3005. And randomly, if you are a wrestling fan on Instagram, you can go to AEW underscore toy box. If you want to see my wrestling figure photography, because for some reason this weekend, it's kind of blown up and it's Thanks. really cool. And I, I really appreciate it. If you guys are listeners and you've already followed that page, I really appreciate it. Cause like I had like randomly 20 people follow my page. Thanks. Just me taking pictures of action figures. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty Cool, man. So until then, guys, same bat podcast whenever we feel like it. See you next time.